0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Juvo Hub podcast. I am ecstatic to bring back to the show Mike Weller and Dr. Debbie Phillips. Uh, Mike Weller from Intelligence Consulting Partners and Dr. Debbie from the Quadrillion. Uh, earlier uh, on the show, we had uh, we talked about active threat situational awareness, and it's such a, an important topic. We've uh, brought Mike and Debbie back again. Because there's there's a lot of components to this subject, and it's something that all of us felt we need to keep educating our audience about. So today, specifically, we're going to discuss crisis management, stress management, and trying to establish a, a balance uh, with what we watch on the news, and then how we personally address how we feel about things, and and how we uh, how we manage our expectations and dealing with with our surroundings. So, again, welcome to the show, uh, Mike and, and Debbie, looking forward to an amazing conversation. So let's let's get it kicked off with our, our first uh, objective, our, our first talking point. So, Mike, maybe you can start us off. How, how does awareness of events or personal experiences where do, where do they factor into crisis management? And in um, our perspective?
1: Yeah, first off, Jonathan, thanks for having me and W back again. You know, we're we're very blessed to uh, have all of us be able to to have this this conversation. You know, this is the, these are real conversations that I want to keep it as as plain as simple as we possibly can because we want people to walk away from this show at least having a better understanding of what it is that we may face and those challenges that do occur in our lives. And and when we talk about crisis management, we talk about stress mitigation, those, those types of things. It's such a powerful thing that takes over our bodies. And, and those stresses that occur somewhat at times are self-induced, right? And when we talk about being self-induced, one of the biggest things that I want people to take away from here is, is that we want to be able to plan. We want to be able to properly plan in, in, in regards to these, these events, right? These events that are going to happen at everybody's life in everybody's situation you know i could talk endlessly about events that have occurred but you know just to kind of streamline this back in let's let's just let's just talk real briefly about the lizard brain versus the human brain right when we talk about these concepts you know i, I try to keep things as real as possible but but just understand this for just a second you know, when you go out to, to empty your trash cans um, or you move your trash cans to the curb and, and you pick it up and those little geckos or those little lizards or whatever, when you pick that can up, what happens to those lizards? They, they, they scurry around, right? They take off because what are they trying to do? They're trying to survive, right? They're trying to survive an encounter that's unknown to them, right? Because now daylight's brought to them and all these other factors. The problem is is that that's what happens a lot of times to us as human beings is that even though we have this great human brain this cognitive thought process to be able to establish parameters what happens is is when we're trying to multitask so many things that once we we have a tendency to to gravitate back to that lizard brain and that lizard brain will then take us in an action to just react based upon what it is, the stimuli is that we're faced with. And and I think it's important for all of us to recognize that the more that we can prepare ourselves in these events or the more life experiences that we have had will give us the aptitude, right? Give us the ability to, to, to be able to respond in a manner that's more in line with the safety and security of not only yourself, but family members as well, too. So, you know, I, I think we could go on and on and on about these these subjects, but, you know, I, I can even tie into some other events, but, you know, I want to let De- Debbie chime in here as well because, you know, we we could talk about specific events that you may have been involved with, and I could sit back and I could say, hey, you know what? Did you think about this? Did you think about that? Mm-hmm. But talking about that multitasking, you know, multitasking is not a human quality. It's just not a human quality. And it's 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 almost impractical to sit there and say that, oh, I can drive the car, I can listen to the radio, I can talk on the phone, I can do all these things. I would ask the audience this, how many of us got into our cars, got on our cell phone, and I'm not gonna ask about whether we were hands-free or not because that's a whole nother entity in and of itself, but the fact is, is that how many of us got in that car, left, went to a specific designation and don't recall anything about the drive going from point A to point B and getting there. And I can tell you right now, I've pulled into driveways and said, holy cow, how did I get here? Like, I don't even remember the path in which I took. You know what, that's pretty horrific when you think about it globally, right? If we're all doing this as human beings, are we really doing a service to ourselves or are we doing a disservice to ourselves? So that's, that's kind of my take on just a very uh, small part of what crisis intervention is really all about and stress, stress management.
0: Yeah. I, I guess there's two points. I know to get, bring it over to you, Dr. Debbie. So my two takeaways from that lizard brain, beautiful analogy. (laughs) Absolutely. That that, that picture is, is so spot on. And, And I totally agree with you. I am, I'll raise my hand to, I am uh, a, a bad example of, I have no idea how I've gotten from one point to another, been so busy with different things. So I, I like how you express that, Mike, just let let's reflect on how we do things on a daily basis and how that could be an impediment to managing a crisis when it does happen. So thank you so much. Dr. Debbie, what's your your thoughts? I know you you definitely have personal experience with with uh, with a, a crisis that occurred. So, I mean, what's your take on this on this particular point?
2: Yes. And thank you, Jonathan and and Mike, you I just want to echo what you you're saying. One thing that I'd like to, to share and and I can share so many, you know, uh, examples of being distracted, but let's turn the conversation to think about we're only as strong as our default. And you know, practice doesn't make perfect, practice makes permanent. And there are things that I want Mike to share with us because as we kick off this beautiful year, I want us to be more present. We're coming off the holidays when we just wanted to take a sigh, a deep breath. Many of us are reflecting on what lies ahead for all of us in our work and in our lives. And I think about how can we strengthen our default? Like, what does that look like? You know, do we spend more time? And uh, before we get off this session, I I definitely want to share the seven attitudes of mindfulness by Jon Kabat-Zinn. But I want to get Mike to help us strengthen our default mechanisms. Meaning, do we have our keys in our hand when we head out the door? In my case, I don't even know where my keys are. And I'll share that <laughs> uh, funny story later. Uh, I have a funny story about the, the Bronco keys trying to go into an Audi rental car. Uh, have you ever been traveling so much and you had a key that opened the door in the Marriott and you pulled out that key and you were in a Weston and you wondered why doesn't that key work? We can, we can have so many, um, lighthearted moments around that. But the reality is there are specific things that Mike can help us do to teach us to go down our checklist. I don't know about you, but I rely on a checklist. I've learned over the years not to go in that grocery store without my grocery list. I come out with everything but what's on the list. Mike, help us frame a conversation. What are the absolutes that we must be thinking about before we leave either our home or our hotel room um, and we prepare to go to our home and our hotel room? What are some of the practical things that we could talk about?
1: Yeah, Debbie, that's a great, great question. And I can tell you right now, I could probably spend a semester or better talking specifically in detail, right, about, hey, these are some of the th- qualities. These are some of the things that you need to put in place. But for me to streamline this and to make it as simplistic as possible, I would go back to my pre-planning, right? So let's let's talk about that just for a second. Think about Think about a football team, right, a football organization a sporting venue or a sporting organization. You don't just roll the footballs out or you don't roll the basketballs out or you don't put the golf ball out and say, "Hey, let's go let's go play." Because if you do that, you have no idea what the outcome's going to be, right? At least if I'm planning in advance and I'm practicing and preaching some of those things that we're discussing, your your ability to succeed are much greater, right? I might not have a 100% success rate, but I certainly am pushing closer to that threshold of 70, 75% or greater to become more accurate at what my outcomes are going to be. So remember, inputs equal outputs, right? Whatever my inputs are, whatever my challenges are, if I'm learning from each and every one of those events, from past events, I'm then establishing a, a certain protocol in my own mental aptitude, right? To say, hey, this is what I'm gonna do and this is how I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna give you another example. So, so a lot of people have used the term, what if. I don't like the term, what if. Mm-hmm. What if is a variable, it may and it, it may not happen. What we have established in, in intelligence consulting partners is a term of when then. When this occurs, then this is gonna be my conditioned response. Here's the thing, it may not be identical to the response that I want to have, but it certainly gives me a better mindset to prepare myself in the event. You know, you talk about wrong keys to hotels and wrong keys to cars and you know, showing up at the wrong location. I mean, I've had the ability of of taking somebody on a on a, a hour tour of an area that should have lasted uh, maybe 15 minutes, right? Because we've taken wrong turns or we've done something that was, was not correct. But again, it goes back to multitasking these events and trying to do too much at once, then cuts into my ability to comprehend and hone in on one specific thing. So if I were to give any baseline, I would say, make sure we're planning and make sure we're properly planning you know, you use the analogy of, uh, of practice. I, I will tell you right now, I'll add another little twist to that to you, is that perfect practice makes perfect. It's not practice makes perfect because if we're practicing something inappropriate regularly, guess what we're going to be good at? Doing something inappropriate or wrong. So what we want to do is condition ourselves to these events. That way we can take and compartmentalize this one event and that one event, could then spring, full, spring uh, uh, jump me into a whole nother event to think about all these other things. So I, I hope that 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 kind of simplifies things without getting into, you know, the 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 psychological and physiological aspects and the cognitive thought process behind the brain. I mean, we we start breaking that down. Holy cow, we could be here for a while, right? So um, at the end of the day, I think it's about preparation, preparing and trying to stop multitasking things as much as we sit there and say we can multitask. Okay.
0: Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love that visual. Um, so we want our audience to to get out of the mindset of what if and push themselves into the mindset of when then that's so simple, Mike. I, I don't know if I've ever, I don't know if I've ever kind of looked at things that way, but what a beautiful perspective of just being able to take any given situation and and there's an opportunity to, to learn from it, to really to analyze what we do and what we probably realize we how much we let me reword that. Taking that initiative will outline to me a bunch of things I never realized I was doing. And, and and taking up more control on those decisions to create better situational awareness does is that is that a good summary uh takeaway from from your comments there
1: uh, absolutely absolutely I, I would say that you know again what what somebody lives everybody lives their lives a little bit differently right but we all learn relatively the same way It's in how we process those events and how we're going to bring them back full circle to how it's going to benefit me. And here's the other part of it. I'm sorry, Jonathan. But the other part of this is, is that what are we doing? Are we playing our part to help educate those around us from our tragic events as well? Are we taking loved ones, friends, relationships? Are we are we taking those for granted? Or are we having real conversations at the dinner table when we are able to sit down at the dinner table to discuss these things? And, you know, look, I'm going to tell you right now, I come from 32, 33 years of law enforcement. So I apologize up front because some of my stuff is a little unconventional um, because I've seen some of the horrific things that have have evolved or, or have influenced my life. And I want those things to influence my family's lives as much as I've learned from them. I want them to take away. I want them to learn from these events, so therefore they don't have to live through some of those same challenges and, and tribulations that that maybe we have a, in our lives. So you know, it's about it's about the opening up our heart and, and and loving one another and making sure we're passing on that message. And and I think Dr. Debbie hit it hit it spot on when we started talking about that. You know, we we need to really live in the now and embrace what is occurring and and, and take those challenges. But those challenges, like you said, Jonathan, give us opportunity. And if we look at it as opportunity, our glass is half full, correct?
0: Right, right. Much, much uh, more positive, uh, a positive approach. And, and I, and I want to dive a bit more into that when we come back from just a quick break, um, how, you know, you you've been in, in the, in the business of teaching this, Mike, your whole career. Dr. Debbie, you as well, leadership, intention, and some personal experience. We're gonna we're gonna dive into that a little bit more. And Mike, you said you're gonna talk about pie. So everyone, you gotta stick around. We gotta find out why Mike wants to talk about pie. Let's just take a quick break and we'll dive into that a little bit more. Are you in compliance? When employees
2: make mistakes, everyone is at risk. Compliance training lowers that risk. Juvo Hub is happy to announce its new online course, Diversity Basics Foundations. Learn more about this course at Juvohub.com. Your helping hand in property management education.
0: Okay, audience, thank you for for sticking around. We we we're loving this conversation. Uh, just so much that we're 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 absorbing and just really taking a minute to, to think about what we do each day and how that helps build our awareness of what's around us and how to potentially deal with a situation that could be labeled as as crisis or stressful. So Dr. Debbie, I want to bring it back to you just for a second, because you kind of started touching on uh, what I think it may often, uh, we may look at things that happen, like you were talking about and share a bit about the Bronco and the Audi. It's just a maybe a, a funny story, a little unfortunate situation, but there's so much more to it. There's nice takeaways from it. So can you give us a little bit more background on your Bronco and Audi, And like, what do you think the audience, because we're, we're all in that we've talked about this multitasking and how it just doesn't work. We don't, we don't want to turn into lizards. As Mike mentioned, what do we learn from experiences like you're about to tell us?
2: Well, I just want to share with our audience, you know, um, I'm a teacher, and I will tell you that the experience is the best teacher of all. And it was probably at the end of last year, and I was, uh, you know, running from one event to another, and uh, I had rented an Audi car. And uh, I'd gone from Jacksonville to Fort Lauderdale, and then I was going from Fort Lauderdale to Orlando. And I was absolutely uh, running on empty, not just my car. That's a... A conversation for a different story. I was on the phone. Many of our audience know uh, an icon in our industry, Jerry Warshaw, and I had literally talked through one tank of gas and run out of gas on the Florida Turnpike many years ago. So that was a that was a whole nother story. But in this particular case, I was driving and stopped for gas and the, the uh, attendant said, Now, ma'am, don't forget that there's only two uh, exits off this turnway or turnpike. I said, yeah, 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 I got it. I got it. I got it. I jumped back in uh, and my mind went immediately to running down on those conference calls as we all do one call after another. Uh, Lo and behold, I was so absorbed and caught up in one conversation. I missed that exit, missed the next exit, started raining. Um, another important takeaway that I want to share with our audience is margin. I I don't have a lot of didn't have a lot of margin in my schedule, meaning I didn't have a lot of room for mistakes, and so that's another teacher uh, another lesson into itself. But the bottom line is, I pulled up at the Embassy Suites, ran in, checked in, and this gentleman had left his Bronco keys right there on the counter, and lo and behold, in my haste, I. Picked him up, ran back out, tried to start the car, uh, and lo and behold, that that Bronco key didn't start that Audi car. Um, I ended up climbing from the back of the car to the to the steering wheel, got in the car, went to my event. Um, was afraid to turn the car off, pulled in a parking lot or parking space, left the car on, went in and did my 45 minutes. People didn't understand. Well, Dr. Debbie's usually more friendly than that. Why is she running out the door? Well, I was running out the door to make sure that my car was still running, literally. So I share those crazy stories to tell you. Every one of us has been in a situation when we lost our mind. At that particular time, I was more concerned about meeting that urgent goal, meeting that, getting to that speaking engagement. I had zero presence of mind. And I will tell you this, friends, margin, having things booked too tightly, thinking we're being, quote, highly effective and a high performing team member. I was everything but that. Let's don't kick off a brand new year spread too thin. Let's be confident in being able to say no thank you. Not at this time. No is a very important word. Mike, I want you to elaborate on on, ways that we can build more margin in our schedule how we can think about safety first you know when i get on an airplane they don't tell me how excited they are to serve me those biscoff cookies what they tell me on that airline is that their number one priority is the safety of that passenger and i want us to take that that mindful approach to think about at the end of the day, it's about getting home to our family members. It's about not taking for granted that we're going to see that family member at the end of the day. You know, life is fragile. Mike, what are some things we can do to just bake in more safety protocols?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Deb. Yeah, great story. Um, you know, I mean the, the stories that you just talked about are, are so real and so relevant to each and every one of us that it resonates with us. Right. And, and, and for me to tie into this and, you know, just finishing up the holiday season, um, Jonathan talked about pie pies on my mind now. Oh my goodness. I probably got to get back in the gym. I got to get myself back thinner again, as you're talking about, talking about margins. Holy cow. So when I, when, I, when I talk about all that stuff, think about this just, just for a moment. If you can just envision with me for a moment a, a pie in its whole state, correct? And that pie in a whole state, when we look at that, I can sit there and say, hmm, that pie is good. I can think about just that pie. But, but, but what I want you to think about is I want you to think about a task. So that pie as a whole, just that one task that I'm dealing with, I can think intelligently about that one task. If you only had to worry about getting to that hotel, you wouldn't have had any problems, Debbie. If if yeah. you would have, if you would have thought about you had to go to that meeting and that's all you had to worry about, you wouldn't have had any problems with that. But unfortunately, in a in a venue, when you start looking at that pie, now I'm gonna divide that pie in half. Now I'm gonna think about I got to get to that meeting. I've got to get my car. I've got to check into the hotel and every time I'm slicing up that piece of pie, and I'm starting to distribute distribute that piece of those pieces of pie, but not to me, to everybody else, and I'm trying to make everybody else happy about what it is that I'm trying to accomplish. Yeah. And the reality is, as a human being, that multitasking aspect is, is so difficult that that maybe at best i can pull off two but when i start tying off three and four you can cancel it at that point right that's 25 percent of my relative thought process going towards a specific task and i'm probably minimizing that as much as possible but i'm going to tie all this together and i'm going to talk about stress just for a second again let's talk about let's talk about the heart rate of a human being right at rest the heart rate typically Is anywhere from 65 75 beats per minute when we wake up right i think lance armstrong's was at like 39 beats per minute i mean you're talking about subhuman right i mean but he trained to get to the point where he was so our hearts are already beating twice as fast because we we are not getting the cardiovascular in our lives probably the way that we should right but but each one of these events now i take each one of those pieces of pie and I start tying it into stress levels. And as stress level starts to increase, what happens to my thought process? It starts leading me towards that lizard brain that we talked about early on, right? So, so each time my heart rate elevates, it goes from you know 75 beats to 90 beats to 120 beats. What it's doing is influencing my cognitive thought process and my inability to do logical thinking, right? So if I told you hey, I need you to do something and you're in super stressed, you're going to probably lock down and probably start to try to analyze what's going on. And time at that point is, is, uh, is of the essence. And that's why when us at Intelligent Consulting Partners, we talk about the mitigation aspects that need to be involved with these emergency plans, right? The, the, the margins of error, as you talked about, are so small. And, 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 and listen making that one slight little good decision could be the difference between success and non-success now i don't want to talk about life and death but i'm just saying success and not having success right because everybody's success is a little bit different in regards to that you know so i would say this that i would conclude that you're saying exactly what we're talking about is that we need to slow down take a deep breath we got to make sure that we're not booking ourselves so thin that we don't have that, that ability to stop and pause, evaluate what's going on and say, oh, this is probably not a good idea. The other part of it is, is communicating, right? Being able to communicate with those that are around us. If I can communicate some of these things and some of these factors that are influencing, I think that I have a better chance of success as well. So again, I go all the way back to what we talked about, even in a sports venue. You know, Bill Belichick, whether you're a Patriots fan or not, doesn't go out on the field and just start playing football that day. There's a preparation that gets to the point, right? Nick Saban in Alabama, there is a process. So what I always try to tell everybody is this, is that I ask people to trust the process, recognize the process, and realize The process is what you put into it. You get out what you put into it. And if you analyze and you go back and you reevaluate some of these crisis scenes that you've been on, I can guarantee you this, it's life-altering things that you could put in your toolbox that I talk about all the time to be able to withdraw. And I'm going to tell you right now, at some point, you're going to have to write a check for that. I know, or... Maybe debit cards now. There's no such thing as writing checks anymore. (laughs) But at least you may have to put a debit card out there, right, to say, hey, i got to make a withdrawal. What you don't want to do is make a withdrawal when that bank account is empty. Because if that bank account's empty, you haven't done anything to own what it is you're trying to do to be successful. I hope that makes sense, what I'm saying. Oh,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Amazing. Amazing, Mike. And Dr. Debbie, thank you both. I, I really feel like our audience right now, this is, this is the takeaway, uh, you're, you're, you're building up your bank account by making better decisions for potential situations you may face in the future. That that's, that's my short summary of it all. The way we manage, uh, how we can reduce the stress, make better decisions and what we do each and every day, is going to have an impact for those situations where there's a bigger decision or an actual crisis or an emergency situation that may arise where we have to have that already kind of like ingrained on how we're gonna manage that um, particular situation. While you were talking, Mike and, and Dr. Debbie, we don't have time in the show to, 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 to share this, but I'll, I'll give you just a, a brief personal experience The week before I got married 30 years ago, everything that you said brought like flashbacks to that because I was kidnapped a week before my wedding and it was at my house. And I so remember all the things that were on my mind after that event. Obviously, I'm fine and live to tell the tale about it, but I still go back and saying I didn't notice this. I didn't see this. I didn't I didn't factor in. ABCD. And, you know, if I had to uh, live, live the life lessons from that. So I think it's just amazing, uh, amazing conversation where we're we're helping all of us not Yeah, it's funny when things like what happened with Dr. Debbie with the keys, and, uh, you know, missing your exit, we can look back and laugh at those, but we can definitely we need to go back and and what are the lessons? What are the takeaways? And how can we improve what we do today and tomorrow? So, fantastic um, conversation. Um, and I think we've got a title for the show: "Don't Be a Lizard Brain." I mean, that should be a great title for the show. Don't don't be a lizard brain. Um, you you did it. So very good. So, in summary, uh, Doctor Demi, what do you what do you want to share with our audience? Should be there. Their their takeaways from from this episode. What do you think?
2: Well, you know, I do at some point want to want to review those attitudes of mindfulness, but after our conversation, I do want to encourage our listeners to use a technique called compare and contrast. Think about a time when you put enough margin that you had enough wiggle room in your schedule, that you had enough uh, time to really think through, as Mike mentioned, a process. My days, I I call it, you know, the days when I take off without preparing, the wheels fall off my mental bus. Mm. But contrast that to a day that I, take a little bit of extra time in the morning to think through how my day's going to unfold, setting my intention. So there's a powerful lesson in comparing and contrasting. Think about a day when you were really hitting on all cylinders, that you were really present. Contrasted to a day that you were tired when you woke up because you didn't sleep well, you didn't go to bed early enough and all of those things and your mind was not where it needed to be. So I just want us as we kick off this year to, like Mike said, it's not what if, it's when then. Um, Think about your best version of yourself. When you have a presence of mind that you know where you're going. You've thought through you, the Murphy's Law. You know, what if, what if I don't have, uh, you know, my credit card doesn't work? How am I gonna get out of that parking garage? I mean, all of those things bring us to this conversation that we've had today. So it's been extremely valuable. And then just real quick, those attitudes of mindfulness, you know, it's non-judging it's patience patience with yourself patience with others accepting what is non-striving that's hard for us high achievers on this presentation you know we're we're used to achieving so non-striving trusting your instincts letting go of the need to be everywhere letting go is a powerful attitude and most of all, start each day afresh, a beginner's mind. So those are just quickly those seven attitudes of mindfulness.
0: I love it. I love it. You know, I think it's just those are the ingredients to um, to Mike's pie. You know, it's like that's that's the get the best, uh, you know, the best success for each and every day. Very, very nice. That's awesome. Mike, I, I know when we were uh, talking about this particular episode in, in uh, pre-recording, you mentioned some peas that are important, uh, as a takeaway, what, what do you, what would those, can you share those with us and, and, um, and bring it home man? bring it home?
1: Yeah. I, I, I look, we don't need to make this thing any more difficult than what it needs to be. Right. And to me, I'm a very foundational person, right? Like when I think things are going sideways, The first thing that i do is i go back to the basics right i go back to the foundation of human civilization like who are we we're human beings right we are a living creature with cognitive thought process so in order for us to get to where we're trying to get to right and everybody's getting to somewhere is much different than that of others right but just just being able to properly prepare and plan ourselves right so I talk about the six Ps, right? Prior proper planning prevents poor performance, right? Prior proper planning prevents poor performance. And I think that if we establish those six Ps in our lives, we certainly have a much better rate of success than not having success. And, and look, Dr. Debbie is much more refined in delivering the the, the, the products that we talk about. Me, I'm a boots on the ground. Let's get to where the root of the problem is and let's talk about it like real people. And, and let's get this thing out so people truly understand that no matter where you fall on the spectrum of life, right no matter where you fall, you're gonna be, have the ability to have success and have an understanding of where you are today and where you wanna be tomorrow. And then the last thing I would say is, is this. Once I go back to that foundational aspect and I ground myself again, I think about this. Where do I want to get to? What's my end goal? Whatever my end goal is, there's a pathway for me to get from A to B. Let's hope that we're not on the, on the hands-free cell phone driving from A to B, not recognizing how I got there. But let's certainly have a pathway to understand how we want to get from, from A to B, C, D, wherever it is, and have that thought process to get there. I certainly hope that that makes sense um, to me. This is a very passionate subject. This is where I've seen too many people walking around as victims, and I can tell you right now, I'm a I'm a people watcher. I love to sit back and watch people, and and that's not from a from a crazy standpoint, right? It's from a, <laughs> an educational standpoint, yeah. right? I don't want anybody to think I'm crazy. Yeah. Um, But I like to learn what those attributes are. And I can tell you right now, I can identify people walking around as victims all day long and say that somebody, that person right there is setting themselves up to be a victim. Am I walking out of the store? We just got done with the holiday season. I got my bags all on my arms, right? And I'm trying to get to my keys and my cell phone and I'm trying to talk and do all this other stuff. The reality is, is that We can't do all those things as we established early on. So again, just take what we can, marginalize it, make it make it very simplistic. And let's get from point A to point B. And let's have a logical approach in how to how we're going to get there. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. There are so many takeaways from this episode Uh, for our audience. You know, we'll have it summarized for you in the blog post. So we're grateful to have you um, as uh, both of you as guests on the show, Dr. Debbie and Mike. Uh, beautiful perspective that really gave us a lot, a lot to think about. To go back to what we do each day and and and, and just give it some thought. Pause for a minute, analyze and and reflect on on both of yours. What some beautiful key advice on on how to manage what we do each day. So thank you. Very, very much. We're so grateful to have you on the Jufo Hub podcast. So uh, how can people connect with you? Mike, uh, Weller, you wanna start us off? Intelligence Consulting Partners. Again, thank you for being on the show. How can people connect with you, sir?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and Jonathan and Dr. Debbie, thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of this panel. I just think that there are so many things and so many opportunities that we can help, You know, all of those around us. And all we do is we just need an ear, right? And just just listen and embrace what it is that's being said. From intelligence consulting partners, I'm going to tell you right now, this is a a passion that myself and Pete Iliadis have had for years. And trying to educate and give people and empower people to become more knowledgeable about not only these events, but life in and of itself. Because success is critical, right? And again, everybody's success is their success. Um, If people want to get a hold of us, please reach out to us. We're on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. Uh, You can get us at the the www.intelligenceconsultingpartners.com. Certainly, uh, we're available there. You know, and and ultimately, our mission is to make every community safe, right? Um, And that's kind of what our goal is. Just one community at a time. We can't focus on going back to the multitasking we can't make the entire united states at once safe but we certainly can community by community and if we can get that embraced that's kind of our message and our mantra so yeah absolutely get a hold of us and i'm sure you'll you'll post the um the website as well too on on our on our viewing. so thank yes,
0: you ab- absolutely absolutely yeah thank you again mike that's been there's a it was an esteemed pleasure to meet you and Pete a few years ago and I'm so glad we've been able to keep in touch and be able to produce such a, a beneficial and helpful episode for for our industry today. So thank you. Yes, intelligenceconsultingpartners.com that will be in the show notes. And to you Dr. Debbie from the Quadrillion, how can people connect with you?
2: Yes, and I just want to tell you, you know, Jonathan, thank you for introducing Mike and Pete to me because it's foundational to my teaching, and I thought to myself, "What a beautiful way it is to pour a foundation based on safety, and most importantly of all, based on relationships." That's what our industry is about. Uh, people can reach me at Debbie at the Quadrillion, not million, not trillion, but the Quadrillion uh, dot com. So, Debbie at the Uh, You can Google me and find my information or reach out to me. Um, So thank you for letting me be here with you today. I look forward to future programs with you. Um, Be present. That's the most important present of all is presence.
0: Absolutely. Yes. Thank you again, both of you. Thank you so much. I'm Jonathan Saar from the Juvo Hub podcast. Connect with us on Instagram at JuvoHub. We have a YouTube channel where you can see this in the video form. Or if you prefer the podcast form, we are set up on all of the major stations that are out there. Apple, Pandora, Spotify, Google, you you name it. It's out there. So please connect with us there. Thank you for being here on the show. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you again, Mike and Debbie.